You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast, where we talk about how to be a little bit better in our lives. And in this episode specifically, the power of habits. I'm your host, Chris Swale. Let's dive in. Previously, we spoke about our primitive or lizard brain and how it is hardwired to keep us safe, which means that even when we desire positive change in our lives, a healthy or lifestyle change or going after our goal or a career, our primitive brain will often say, "Mm, yeah, no thanks. We like staying right where we are. It's familiar and it's safe here. So it likes to perform the same actions or behaviors, which, spoiler alert, our habits over and over. The interesting thing is this primitive part of our brain doesn't know when a habit or behavior actually isn't good for us. Here's an example. We know eating a lot of processed sugar is bad for our health. It can lead to all sorts of problems down the road, including obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, etc., etc. But having that knowledge often isn't enough to stop us from eating it. And sometimes we eat lots of it every day. Did you notice I said the problems from eating a lot of processed sugar may occur down the road? Our primitive brain isn't looking down the road. It doesn't look much further than the current moment. If it knows that sugar doesn't pose an imminent threat or physical danger to ourselves right then, In fact, it often makes us feel great, while the primitive brain will give us the green light. So things like sugar and even smoking are often deemed as primitive brain-approved habits. Isn't that wild? It's because they don't hurt us in the moment we engage with them. So our primitive brain likes to take note of things we can do to keep us safe. Most of these things we perform daily without even thinking about it, like brushing our teeth, putting shoes on before we go outside, locking the door when we leave. The more we perform an action, the more ingrained it becomes in our brain, the more we can do it without consciously even thinking about it. And thus, a habit is formed. Some people claim they are a creature of habit because they tend to do the same activities and eat the same foods most of the time. They are more correct than they know. Our brain loves being habitual. It's less stressful because it knows the actions we take are familiar and safe, thus they are approved, and stress-free. Other people want to be rebels and claim they aren't habitual. However, it's very hard to dispute that humans are anything but creatures of habit as most of what we do every single day is from stored behaviors, which are habits. Some scientists claim that up to 90% of our daily decisions are made unconsciously, which means they are made through automation or automatically, which is, dum-dum-dum, habit. Habits are extremely useful and powerful tools for our brains, especially in this day and age where we are faced with tens of thousands of decisions every single day. Yes, truly. So habits act like automated behaviors taking the stress and pressure off our brain to consider, weigh, 
and make decisions over and over. Most of us don't hum and haw and struggle over whether to brush our teeth or not in the morning. We just get up, uncap the toothpaste, and sleepily start brushing our teeth without even thinking about it. You might rinse your mouth afterwards, you might rinse your toothbrush, and recap the toothpaste. You likely put your toothbrush down in more than less the same spot as always. All those little actions you take around brushing your teeth are just done by you. With no excruciating thinking, you just do it. So hopefully you can understand how habit behavior automation is a very valuable tool for our brains. Every single day, we are faced with approximately 35,000 decisions. We live in a world of almost constant stimulation and endless opportunities, which may sound great, but it's actually a heck of a lot of choices and work for our brain. Our brain is faced with making tens of thousands of decisions every day, but thankfully, most of them are automatic habits already formed so the brain doesn't have to expend energy debating whether or not to do them. Can you imagine if we had to agonize over every single thing we encountered? We would explode. We wouldn't even make it out of the bedroom. You know, the agony of, ooh, do I open the sock drawer? Ah, yes, no? Okay, I'm going to do it. I open the sock drawer. Now, do I actually pick out socks? And which ones? Thin, thick, short, tall? What color? Okay, I took a pair. Do I close the sock drawer? I'm going to close it. Should I sit or stand to put on my socks? Which foot do I put a sock on first? Do I pull them up tightly or just let them bunch around my ankles? Okay, I think you get it. Imagine you had to go through all that just for your socks. No, you just put on socks. And imagine you had to do that for every single thing you encountered during your day. It would be outrageous. I mean, sure, maybe with socks, we might stress a little over the color that we pick or if we don't have socks, but that's about it. Otherwise, it's all a very automatic, almost say brainless process. So putting on socks and brushing teeth are just two examples of habits that benefit us. Brushing our teeth keeps us healthier and being able to dress ourselves and get ourselves outfitted lets us move on with the day. We have a slew of other habits that further help us move along our day, hopefully healthy ones such as drinking enough water or exercising or otherwise just moving our bodies. Healthy actions that we do daily are considered part of our identity. In fact, unhealthy habits are also considered part of our identity. They require very little thought in terms of how or whether we do them or not. We just do them. But what about that flip side? What about habits that don't benefit us? This is where the primitive brain gets confused. It doesn't know that eating McDonald's every single day has health implications, or that overeating leads to obesity, or that not moving our body regularly can lead to muscle atrophy, tightness, or pain. It doesn't know that just because something doesn't hurt us immediately, it still might be dangerous over the long term. The primitive brain also doesn't feel comfortable, nor does it want to accept thoughts about change, even if those changes could be of big benefit to you or your family down the road. So does this brain discomfort matter? 
The answer, unfortunately, for most of us is yes, because our brain wants us to stay in safe patterns in our lives. It builds habits to keep us that way. If we are happy, healthy, and content, then yeah, it's cool to stay the course. But when our human brain or neocortex, which is associated with ambition, making decisions, solving problems, and reasoning, gets antsy and starts dreaming and looking for changes, our primitive brain's approved ingrained habits can keep us where we are. They protect us, but they also can hold us back. So stress, unrest, and a host of other negative and limiting thoughts and emotions can build up when we're staying in a pattern and not letting ourselves move forward. We may start carrying and operating in a sustained state of stress, which is unhealthy for our bodies, and we may let go of our dreams and goals. But there is excellent news. We can change our habits. It will not happen overnight, and it may take unlearning other habits, but we can do it. We can rewire our own brains. We can even remove ingrained behaviors and put new ones in there. So, wow, that's cool, but how, right? Well, we start by taking small steps. Small steps repeated daily. That's how you form a habit, repeating the same action day in and day out. These steps will likely be a combination of thoughts and actions. Yes, thoughts are a step. Say you want to write a book and you've never written one before. Do you believe you can? Do you think of yourself as a writer? Hopefully you do, but very possibly you don't. So in addition to sitting down and writing every day, even if it's just 10 or 20 minutes, you will need to remind yourself of who you are becoming, of the new you. You have to say, I am a writer. You need to believe that. So you might scribble it on a sticky note and put it on your computer or your mirror so you see it every day. Maybe you say it three times every morning when you wake up and three more times every night before you go to bed. You do the thought work and the action of even a little bit of writing every day and you will move into that identity. You will form the habit. That example is, of course, simplified, but why can't it be simple? Simple doesn't mean easy. Simple just means basic, easily understood, and uncomplicated. As in, there are sensible steps that will get you where you want to go. It might be hard to say those words every day in the beginning and believe them. It might be hard to get some words on the paper some days, but if those were your two daily steps that you focused on and pushed through them no matter what, and you put those on repeat for a month and then another month, Guess what you'd see after those 60 days? You'd see yourself as a writer, having written a lot of words. And you'd be in the habit of being a writer that writes and considering yourself as one. See what habits can do? They truly steer our lives. We are our habits. We are clean or messy. We are active or not. We eat healthy foods or we don't. I mean, sometimes there's a combination in there, but I'm speaking in general terms. We are a go-getter or we aren't. So when we want to be something else, we have to get in the habit of looking to our habits to see if they are helping or hindering us in our lives and in our progress. When I worked in the corporate world, I was very confident of my professional skills. 
This may sound conceited, but I was good at my job. I was trained. I knew what I was doing. And people told me that I did a great job. They told me they appreciated my solutions and productivity, and I could see my own output. So I really, truly believed that I was good at what I did, and I didn't question it. When I changed lanes after a long time of humming and hawing, I didn't have the same confidence in my new field. In fact, that humming and hawing about even moving forward came down to me not having a long ingrained habit of doing this new line of work. It wasn't daily automatic and familiar programming for me yet, partly because it was, well, new. So I didn't have the evidence and I didn't have the habit of doing the job over and over again to believe that I could do it and do it well. I thought, how could I possibly teach anything to others when there are so many other experts out there already doing it? Every day, although I was excited to learn more and dive further into coaching, I was also in the habit of doubting myself. That doubt held me back in the beginning. I doubted I could be a good coach and that I could get paid for it. The way you think about yourself is also a habit or a series of habits. I'm going to repeat that. The way you think about yourself is a habit. I started coaching people even though I felt not quite as confident as I wanted to. And I spoke about it with my own coach. And she said, she asked me, do you believe in the material you're teaching? Of course, I said, 100% I do. So then she asked me, well, do you believe it has made a difference in your life? The answer again, of course, yes. And then finally she asked me, do your clients look at you like you don't know what you're doing? That really made me pause because I realized that, wow, no, in fact, quite the opposite. They have all had their moments of, whoa, and they show up every session really eager because they are seeing results in their lives. So I realized I had to practice and learn a new dialogue about myself. I had to say, I am a coach. I can help others and get paid for doing this work I love and believe in. Saying it once is not enough. It makes you feel high in the moment, especially if the person that you had this realization with is right there with you, cheering you on. But when they leave and then the high fades, the old habitual habits habitual thought habits will will pop right back up. So every day I had to say those words. I am a coach. I can help others and get paid doing this work I love and believe in. So you see, habits aren't only about things like which side of the bed you like to sleep on, or if you're a night owl or an early riser, if you drink a lot of water or don't, if you drink alcohol or don't. Habits influence most of the decisions we make every single day. Our thoughts and actions are ultimately intertwined. So if you aren't in the habit of believing in yourself, how can you make your goals and dreams a reality? If you don't make a habit of forming the right thoughts and actionable habits needed to get there, it's going to be very difficult to get or become who you want to be. You can train yourself to believe in you. 
Once you do that, you'll be more ready and open to set further habits to lead towards your big goals. Habits will be with you every step of the way, whether you want them there or not. And so you may as well shape them. Start by picking one thing you want to ch- want to change. Trying to change too much at once can actually be very overwhelming and unsuccessful. We can make big changes and see big results using the incredible power of our habits if we start with little steps. The path to great things starts by being just a little bit better. So my challenge to you today is to take a look at the habitual thoughts you are telling yourself about yourself. It might feel uncomfortable, and that's okay. Just be very open. No judgment about these thoughts. Just be curious and see them, recognize them, and then note how you can change them if there are any bad ones, or that is. So if you see that you have non-supportive or negative thoughts, try to see how you can alter them even slightly to become good ones and to become supportive thoughts. I believe in you. Do you? So that's it for today's podcast. Until next time, I hope you have fun being a little bit better and creating new healthy habits. Take care. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.